execute vengeance upon the enemy, Father God. We thank you for that, that we have victory. Victory, victory is ours. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father God. We bless your name. We ask that you open the eyes of our heart today. Give us insight. Give us revelation. Give us knowledge from above. The supernatural kind that Jesus said to Peter, my father, has revealed it to you. Open our eyes. Open the eyes of our hearts to see you holy. Holy, holy. Holy, holy. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Won't you open the eyes of my heart, Lord? Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. Yes, I do, Jesus. I want to see you. Just to see you high lifted up, shining in the light of your glory. So pour out your power and love as we sing holy, holy, holy to see you high lifted up. You're shining in the light of your glory. So pour out your power and love as we sing holy, holy, holy. We sing holy, holy, holy. We sing holy, holy, holy. We cry holy, holy, holy. That's what we see, Lord. We cry holy, holy, holy. I cry holy, holy, holy. We cry holy, holy, holy. We want to see we cry holy, holy. Let's do that now. We cry holy, holy, holy. We cry holy, holy, holy. We want to see Jesus. We cry holy, holy, holy. We cry holy, holy, holy. We cry holy. <coughs> we want to see you. Hallelujah. Somebody praise his name. Somebody shout, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord of hosts. Glory to God. How many of y'all realize what month this is in the calendar year? Anybody? July. What did we start with? It's July. What is July? In our calendar year every year, what is July? We kick off the first week of July with what? The birthday of America. The Declaration of Independence of Freedom, don't we? Amen? It's a special kind of freedom. Never before in history has a nation been formed because the people wanted to love God. You missed a good chance to say amen. amen. Never before in history has a nation been formed because the people loved God and wanted to worship Him. You had Israel formed because God loved a people <coughs> and wanted them to follow Him. But never, ever, ever, ever in history has it happened like it has here in this country. So we have, uh, we're the land of the free army. And we often fuse uh, the, the true nature of freedom. For many of us, think about it. What does freedom mean to you? 
it becomes, it means the same as, as personal independence, the ability to make up our own decisions and choose our own path in life. To do whatever we want to do, whenever we want to do it, it's what we can call external freedom from the outside, amen? But that's not the freedom that Jesus promised us. When Jesus uh, revealed himself as the Messiah, he said that he had come to earth to proclaim freedom. Luke 4.18, I'm here to proclaim freedom, liberty to the captives. And on another occasion, he said, if the Son sets you free, you shall be what? Free. You'll be free indeed, won't you? John chapter 8, verse 36. Well, Jesus was not... He was uh, liberating us to walk in relationship with Father God and to be the kind of people who breathe he, he, he created us to be. And this spiritual freedom is what I call inside or inner freedom, the ability to glorify God and choose his way for our lives. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's the thought for today. Choose this freedom. In Jesus, I'm going to get these goggles off. I don't want us to begin to worship the Lord right now. Would y'all do that? Which it says in the Bible, lift up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Let's do that right now. Father God, we praise you. We worship you. We come together to sing high praises before you. This team is prepared to lead your family in high praises. And we ask that you inhabit those praises like you promised to do. That as we lift up these holy hands, that you come in and out by the wind of the Spirit of God and manifest by your giftings from heaven. Lord. We thank you for that and praise you for that right now. Praise you, Jesus. Amen. Let's worship the Lord. Amen. Glory to God.
tell you from personal experience, when those words are uttered, Alleluia, all of heaven is at attention. And all of heaven is shouting, Hallelujah! Woo! And praise Him. And I can tell you something else. Jesus is coming down the pathway and everybody's going, He's coming! He's coming! He's coming! Oh, He's coming! And then they're all bowing. And they're saying, Worthy! Worthy are you, Lord. Praise and honor, thanksgiving and blessing and honor and power be unto you, Lamb of God. Praise is to you, Lamb of God. Worthy are you. Worthy are you, Lord. Let's worship him right now. Worthy are you. Just tell him you're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy, Lord.
As you come into my presence, know that it is in a state of celebration, says the Holy One. Know that as you cry home, you join with the hosts of heaven in crying those words, in saying those words. And know that as you sing Alleluia, you're singing multiple, multiple praises, 10,000 upon thousands and thousands of praises unto me, says the Holy One. And know that it brings pleasure. Know that for my pleasure you were created. And this is your way, your method to bring pleasure. To sing hallelujah to my name. To proclaim me worthy, says the Holy One. Hallelujah. In all these things, we're more than conquerors. I don't know if you've noticed. These pipes don't want to work this morning. Hallelujah. They don't want to work, but they're working. Glory to God. You press. You press for the mark. Glory to God. And you're going to come through victory. How many of y'all know there's victory in Jesus? Woo! How many of you have victory in Jesus? How many of you have it in your hand right now? Victory. Hallelujah. Another one says victory is mine. Through the blood of Jesus, victory is mine. Glory to God. So welcome to the celebration this morning. Those of you joining us on a live stream, you're our worship streamers. You're with us. Know that we've pleased our Father God with this worship so far. Amen. Tanya, you know that, don't you? Amen. We've, pleased, we've been a pleasing aroma before Him. Holy heavenly incense. Glory to God. We want all of you to know that you're welcome at the throne. Ah, come boldly. Welcome Amen. here today. Amen. And welcome here. We're missing half of our congregation. I'm thinking, is something going on today? I don't know about Pastor Gary. Maybe, maybe the fishing hole was calling. <laughs> I go, where's half of our congregation at? But we are glad for those that are here. And we have a guest, Kathy, with us today. And I'm so glad to see Kathy. Hello, Kathy. She, uh, I met her when I was ministering at another church. I would minister there like I had used to minister here once every six, eight weeks or five months, whatever, and we became friends, and her daughter helped at Rock House, and so um, she heard I was here and came to visit us. Isn't that great? So everybody make sure to say hi to Kathy oh. then. Hi, Give her a hand, and she'll give her a welcome hand, please. Come on. Yay, Kathy. <laughs> and with such a little congregation, when five gets up and walks out, I was going to have a search party go after you. <laughs> I thought, oh, something happened. <laughs> Glad to see you came back. <laughs>
We like to do the outside touch-up paint up on top there, all that's peeling off. Security cameras, we need more of that because we're, we're spreading out here now <laughs> with all the nursery and the toddlers and kids world on that side and everything. So we need more security cameras and a projector. So when we put all that together, we don't have a fund for it. So we're starting one. Isn't that how yeah. things happen? We start one. Y'all need to get happy about that because it's a chance to improve, to increase your income. Amen. Glory to God. Because when you give, yeah, God bless you. Shall be given. Amen. Yes. Woo. So we will be talking about that every week and be asking for extra money to be put in and marked building fund improvement. So then we have a meeting after um, church today. We're going to do it in Gary's office, but I think we can do it right here because it takes more time to walk all that way back there and come back. That's too much exercise, isn't it? Yeah. So I, I think, and it will be very brief, and it's going to uh, cover what's going to be happening with um, the Country Gospel Music Association conference that's coming in here. Next week. So it that starts one week from tomorrow. Well, actually, next Sunday. Next Sunday. We have a special guest, and we didn't get it in the bulletin, but we have a special guest. Amen. Oh, it's, uh, it's, this, it's, it's the Right Reverend Wendell Johnson. I jokingly with him about that. He is he's a professional singer. He's sang in Silver Dollar City for years and, and all. But he's also a preacher of the gospel. He is the executive vice president of the CGMA. They'll be joining us. They're going to be uh, billeting at our home for the week. Wonderful people. I've known him for years. And he'll be up here blessing your hearts. And then we have next Sunday, next next Sunday, Sunday morning. He'll be the guest speaker next Sunday. Please bring someone. You will enjoy it so much next Sunday with Wendell. Amen. With Wendell. And then in the evening, uh, we are not doing Sunday, uh, Sunday, oh, we're evening. Polo. Sunday evening. We're, we're in Polo. We're not going to go the play big Polo. Town. The big town we're in the metropolis of Polo, <laughs> Illinois. What's about 45 minutes away? Yeah, good, good hour. Way too. Good hour. We're going to be ministering there. Right, it's going to be a kind of a kickoff. We will be ministering in song. Jimmy Jack Whitaker will be there. I mean, you remember Jimmy Jack, the guitar guy, okay? He will be there. It's actually, he's, he's there a lot ministering, so he'll be there. And he said, we want to have a warm-up for the convention. So we'll have several of our people that are coming in for convention will be sitting there. And y'all come join us for that. Y'all come, the price is right. Amen. Sunday night, next Sunday night. Sunday night, 6 o'clock. Amen. Polo, Illinois. Yeah. Not Polo, Missouri. Polo, Illinois. Yeah, we, might, we might try to, uh, to get a little map to indicate how we'll address next Sunday. That'll be next Sunday, yes. Yeah, so many things that came up. Our bulletin's getting full. But, um, okay. So, we are still looking for people to help in the toddler's room, which we have just newly improved it with things on the wall and all the different toys in there. Um, We're we, launching warriors out of the kids' world. Yeah. We're turning them into super kids. I talked to them this morning about that. They were excited. And Cecil Tammy's 39th anniversary yes. yesterday. So yesterday. again, happy anniversary, 39 yes. years. That says something in this day. Right? Anniversary blessings on you, mate. And I was a maid of honor at that wedding. So I definitely have been around a long time. <laughs> long, long time ago in a land far, far away. That's right. Yeah, another town. It was a galaxy far away. <laughs> and then uh, Tammy Bruce's uh, birthday's coming up this week, as well as James's birthday is coming up this week. So happy, happy birthday. To all of them coming up. And then Brian's birthday was just two days ago? No, nine. Nine days ago? Nine, 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 
Oh, July 2nd, okay. It's a lagging birthday party. Okay, okay, okay. So, and remember, we're doing so well with Wednesday night. We are so happy with how many people are coming to the Bible studies, the men's Bible study, the ladies' Bible study. Uh, we actually, the ladies' Bible study, Women of Faith, have a series we're going through, but we didn't get to that series this week, did we, Betty? Yeah. Betty and I kind of tape, team preach type thing. It was, God just laid words on our heart, what I had to say, and she said, and she said, and I said, and, and it just was really a good service. And we had a whole bunch of people there, so thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for that. Our Wrestling Warrior Project, we got to the first line of the lesson. That's it. So that's, God's really moving in these Bible studies. We are so happy with that. And we think, we think Terry, because she takes care of Kids World at that time, and uh, she does sets such an excellent job of taking care of that, and you've been doing that for a lot of years. So we thank you, Terry. Every Wednesday, she shows up and takes care of the kids. Yes. And she brought a bodyguard with her this morning. You see that? Her granddaughter. Her beautiful granddaughter's with her. What's your name? Emily. Emily. Amy. Amy. Y'all better get me some hair names, all right? Okay. Okay, nice to have you this morning. Okay, honey. I think we've got everything, and y'all have a bulletin so you can read it. Yes, Cecil. I just wanted to mention how wonderful the team group's doing as well. Is the powerhouse it? warriors are, we, they ask so many questions. It gets hard to answer them sometimes. You know, but they're such a blessing. They make me and Donnie both really think. That's good to have an update because we don't really hear that much about an update. So thank you for that. Amen. Okay. I'd love to have some pictures sometime come up. Yeah. Of you came to powerhouse. Amen. Praise God. Okay. Are y'all ready to keep worshiping? To continue worship? There is a way. I see some heads nodding over. Amen. Thank you for that nodding head. We're going to give him a flag because he can really do a great job That's up right. here. <laughs> Amen. So we're going to worship the Lord with substance, the word talks about bring all the tithe into the treasury. Well, it, we're not under that old covenant per se, but we're under something different. You know, you know, I like to say it this way. Everything we are and everything we have belongs to Him. We should ask Him how much do we get to keep this week. Amen. I had a close associate ministry that that was his attitude toward it. He would ask the Lord, how much do I keep this week, Lord? And so we should be so blessed that we can afford to do that with the Lord and say, how much how much, Lord, should I keep this week? I want to give everything I can. I don't need to keep to you. Amen. Glory to God. No condemnation. Just a suggestion and a testimony. Amen. Praise God. Are you all ready to worship the Lord? Would you hold your offering up to him right now and say these words? Lord Jesus, we come before you as our high priest. Your word said to bring the offering before you, the high priest. So here we are. Receive this from our hands. Look down from the throne. And as your word says, open up the windows of heaven. That there's so much blessing that we don't have room to receive it. And we thank you for that right now. And we believe you for that right now. Amen. Amen. Are we ready, Miss Betty? We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. Yes, we 
break the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. And we offer up to you the sacrifices of thanksgiving. Lord, we offer up to you the sacrifices of praise. Amen. Are y'all are y'all praising him as you sacrifice this morning? That's the way to be. Now, I need all the kids, world, boys, and girls up front. Please come up front here. We have something very special I wanted to show you. How many of you boys and girls remember what our holiday was last weekend? It was, it was Brian's, that's right, it was Brian's birthday, right? And that was a very special holiday, wasn't it? Firecrackers. What was the firecrackers for? Fourth of July. That was our country becoming independent and a, a, a big boy, in other words. Growing up and becoming a big boy, becoming our own country. And we could serve God all that we were supposed to serve him that way, you see. Now, we had to have soldiers. We had to have soldiers. Uh, I'm too tall. I'm too tall. Is, is it cricking your necks? Is it cricking y'all's necks up here? Mr. Six, Mr. Seven and a half foot tall. I'm going to come down, okay, guys? Are you ready for me? Now, we, we have something in the, the basket. I need you to guess what's in here. I'm going to give you some hints. No, you can't look in there. You can't look. I'm going to give you some hints. It's something that we buy at the grocery store. Okay. Okay, wait. It's something we buy at the grocery store. It's a bright, pretty color. It tastes very good. It comes from the produce and fruit department. Anybody have any idea what that might be? And there are trees in Arizona and California and Texas and Florida. They grow big farms with these trees that have this fruit on it. It's wonderful. Everybody likes it and they make juice out of it. Anybody have an idea what that might be? Orange. Orange. You know what? Do you know what? Let me see what's in there. Oh my goodness. Look at this. Look at this right here. Now, I, I, we're not going to eat these, okay? We're going to do something with these. You see that water up there? Okay, got water up on Miss Betty's piano right here in the pitcher. I couldn't find a big pitcher of fruit bowls, a punch bowl, so I used that. And we're going to show you this. The Bible talks about for us as warriors and soldiers, we take all of God's armor if we're going to go to battle. All of his armor, the shield of faith. And We need armed soldiers needed armor. Why? Because they had arrows coming. They were very sharp and they hurt. And they had spears coming and they had big rocks coming. They need something to protect this body because it doesn't stand up to those kind of things. So they would put, let's play like this is armor. And God has told us as his soldiers to put his armor on. I want to show you something. When we have all the armor of God on, everybody pay attention to this right here. What's happening there? What's happening? All the armor is on that orange. The orange is floating. You see? You notice that? Isn't that cool? The orange is floating. Now I'm going to do something different here. Guess what? Someone forgot their armor this morning. You don't mind this, Betty? I'm using it for orange peel. Same here. That's right. So we appreciate Miss Betty's always praising it. So watch what happens. What happens? This orange right here, this kid, this kid's little kid right here, he forgot to put.
put all his armor on. Maybe he meant the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit, you know, sticking the and the shoes, <coughs> the shoes God said to put on. He might have done that. So now what happened? He doesn't have all his armor on. You know what happens when you don't have all your armor on like this? You sink. You see that? It sank because all the armor wasn't on. It wasn't up where it was supposed to be at the surface to do that. You see? That's an important thing. We need to learn to put all our armor on so we can do battle properly for yeah, the Lord. Amen? Remember, went down because you weren't swimming there, right? So here, here's what you got to do, guys. You, you got to make sure all your pieces of armor, any of God's armor, off of yourself when you wake up in the morning, okay? Now, who's going who's going to commit to get all the armor down on this one? Who's going to commit? Raise your hand, soldiers. Soldiers, raise your hand. You're going to fit. Okay, there you go. Who out here is going to commit to put all their armor? Look at there. The big kids are even going to commit, see? They're going to commit to put all the armor of God on them. So that's a good thing, a good lesson that we're learning today. Amen, boys and girls? Hey, notice I'm calling my faith girls. Amen? You guys need to get some girlfriends to bring with you, okay? Mom's dead side. Mom's dead side. <laughs> so, are we ready? Are we ready to go to kids' world? Let's, attention. Stand up, attention. Ready? March? The song. The song? We got a song? Okay. Glory, I think that's army. Glory. Here was no, a I think that's army. Uh, uh, okay. Here we go. I may never stand up, stand up, stand up. I may never march with the infantry, ride with the cavalry, shoot the artillery. I may never fly for the enemy, but I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. Okay. Thank you, boys and girls. <laughs> By the way, Kathy, that's my husband. You haven't met him yet. <laughs> you know, it's amazing what we were talking about this Wednesday night. Satan just wants to whip off all people, but we don't give him the time of day. My husband was sick all night long. We didn't sleep. He was up all night long, sick. He's throwing up this morning. He's coughing. He's wheezing. He's dizzy, blah, blah, blah. We're praying so he could make it here today. And he had enough energy to march out and do the kids. He goes, nope, I'm going to do it. And that's time we have to just keep Satan on our feet. We've all had rough weeks, more than anybody can imagine. <laughs> and we got to keep Satan on our feet. And we can't let the far within us, which is the Holy Spirit far, go out. And that brings me to the sermon this morning, the far within, the far within. We're going to be talking about Jeremiah. So, Jeremiah was a prophet in the kingdom of Judah. As Je Jerusalem is being destroyed and God's people are being carried away into Babylon because of their sins. It is a time of judgment. We're looking at the ear of this time. It's a time of judgment and the suffering for all people. And for Jeremiah personally as well because when god calls you he anoints you but that does not mean you're not going to go through some suffering I hate to tell you that not everything's glorious <laughs> but as we look at this story as we're going to do a lot of reading in jeremiah today and we look at this book and we can see that consequences happen when you sin but God's last words are forgiveness and eternal life. 
So we're going to keep that in remembrance. Now, Jeremiah was called by God to go talk to the people and get them to come back to him. But now, Jeremiah didn't go over there and do this one week of, of evangelism. He did it for 70 years. Hear me right. 70. 70 years. Jeremiah was trying to get people saved. Turn with me to Jeremiah 20. And we're going to look. We're going to do some reading in Jeremiah today. So if you've got your Bibles, we're going to be busy. Hang in Jeremiah with me. Jeremiah 20, we're going to start off with. We're going to look at his life. And from that, we're going to see how we keep the fire within us when everything else seems to be suffering around us. Jeremiah 20. I'm trying to get it myself here. Jeremiah 20. 9 through 12. 9 through 12. I think I have 11 up there, but it's 9 through 12. Okay. <clears throat> but if I say I will not mention him or speak any more in his name, his word is in my heart like a fire, a fire shut up in my bones. Jeremiah is talking about God, the Holy Spirit. At that time, the Holy Spirit wasn't within like it is today, but that's what he's talking about, the God in him. The Holy Spirit in him is like a fire shut up in his bones. He can't, he can't contain it. It has to come out. It has to come out. It has to show godly traits. He has to talk about the Lord. I am worried of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. I hear many whisperings, terror of every side. Report him. Let him report him. All my friends are wanting me to, to slip saying things. Boy, ain't that the truth. If we're Christians and people are watching us, they're just sometimes we have people who live in the world that are waiting for us to slip up. They want us to slip up. They want to hear that word come out of our mouth. They want to think you're in sin and, and make gossip of it. Happened back in that day, still happening today. That's why it's very healthy to hang with Christian people where we can exhort one another. Go on down to 11, but the Lord is with me like a mighty warrior. So my presentation would stumble and not prevail. They will fail and be thoroughly disgraced. Their, dis they, their dishonor will never be forgotten. O oh Lord Almighty, you are the examining of the righteous and the probe of the heart and mind. Let me see your vengeance upon them, for to you I have committed my cause. Now, Jeremiah is saying that he has the Lord in him to the point that it's shut up in his bones. He can't contain it. That means he talks about the Lord. He, read, he reads about the Lord. He seeks about the Lord. He prays for the Lord. That means everywhere he goes, the Lord is with him. So I've said it a million times. You can't take Jesus off of you. You can't unzip him and hang him on a coat rack when you're doing things that's sinful. If Jesus is in you, he's doing it with you. So think about that. Think about what you do to your body. Think about where you're going. Think about what you're doing. That might be a disgrace because Jesus is in you. 
He's still in you. That's what Jeremiah said. People are waiting to, to find something wrong with him. So when we have God's word in us, we should have a fire and a passion. If you see Christians that are boo-hooing all the time, always complaining, you're thinking, I don't want what they have. <laughs> right? But when you see Christians who, who make it through irregardless, who praises the Lord, that's when you think, hmm, I might want what they have. So the next one is failure is an attitude, not just an outcome. Right. Yeah. I'm going to repeat that. Failure, failure is an attitude, not just an outcome. The failure comes up in your mind. The failure becomes an attitude. Oh, I can't do nothing. Murphy's Law, Murphy's Law, everything that can go wrong is going to go wrong. Oh, me, oh, my. That is an attitude. And you will have an outcome of it if you allow it to consume you. Everybody get that? Yes. You can amen that one, Dwayne. Yes. I, I was. I was putting it under foot. That's right. I thought so. That's good. <laughs> so failure is an attitude, not an outcome. It will become your whole life if you let it. Amen. Amen. But don't. Not as a Christian. Put it under the feet. That's right. We must develop a passion like the fire inside of us that we can make sure it is seen among others. Jeremiah. <clears throat> Jeremiah was known as a weeping prophet. Now, he wasn't weeping because, oh, he's so sad. Oh, everything went bad for him. He was weeping because there was so much sin happening. So much sin was happening around him. And for 70 years, he tried to talk to the people about the Lord. And God himself said they were stubborn people. He sent Jeremiah to stubborn people. He didn't send Jeremiah to the biggest church in town with the greatest congregation and everybody loving him. No, he did not. He sent Jeremiah into a group of stubborn people that had loved him at one time, turned their hearts against God, and now Jeremiah is supposed to go in and start witnessing and let him see the love of God so they can turn back to the Lord. I would think that's not an easy place to be. Then, well, sometimes, you know, sometimes we try witnessing to people, and we want them to, to, to receive our witnessing, and they just shut us out. Anybody ever witness somebody and shut them out? Yeah, yeah. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> you know, you have to continue loving them. You have to continue living your life so they may see. And that's what was happening with Jeremiah. He said, the spirit within me is like fire shut up in my bones. I'm not going to allow it to be hindered. I'm not going to allow it to be stomped out. Even if the people reject me, Jeremiah said, 70 years I would still serve the Lord. I would still shine my light no matter what. So as Christians, we have the influence to show vision with passion. Vision with passion. Now, if I stood up here and said, well, you guys, it's, kind of, it's, it's, it's all right. I, I, I guess we'll have this speaker 
Would you guys want to listen to me? You want some passion in that, don't you? We have a speaker next Sunday who is award-winner singer and minister. He is a wonderful Christian man, him and his wife. And we are thrilled to have him all the way from Branson, Missouri. And we want to spruce this place up so on Facebook and everything else it would be more modern. It would have some color definition to it. And we just need this lousy amount of money. We've got people that's willing to do it and everything else. So we have to have some passion to want this. If you guys look at me and say you don't want change, you want the same thing it has been for 40 years, you got the wrong person. <laughs> Tony can tell you her life has been changed since I've been here. <laughs> She's learning all kinds of things, and we got and change is good. Change is good. That's the passion that's within me is to bring this church and to grow this church because that's why God put us here. Not to keep it the same as it was. I only do this on Sunday and then I go home and don't think about it the rest of the week. We are with you guys between Facebook and, and um, the internet and everything else. We're with everybody constantly who wants us all week long. We're valuable. We're here Sunday, Tuesday, sometimes Wednesday all the time, Thursday all the time. We're here because we have a passion. Don't you want that from a pastor? Yes, right. Well, you got two of us with Christ and one. So that's what Jeremiah was doing. He was saying he had a vision and he had a passion for it. And these stubborn people didn't want to change. They didn't want to listen to him. But I'm, I'm mentioning this to say that as Christians with the vision, we have to allow ourselves to speak it forth with the passion so people can come in and grab a hold of it too. We say, this is where we're going, and this is how we're going to get there. And these are the values I want to take with me. As leaders, the fire within us spreads out to others. As leaders, the fire within us spread out to others. Jeremiah, as a leader, immersed himself in the convictions. He never lost his compassion. He weeped a lot for the souls that needed to be saved. Yes, he did. Did he get upset? Mm, we're going to see that here in a little bit in Jeremiah 1. But he never grew cold. He never grew crusty. He didn't just sit down and say, what did you do to me, God? What did you do to me? You sent me to these horrible people <laughs> that don't even want me to be here. What were you thinking? Well, we might say that occasionally, but Jeremiah never said that. He never did. He was like, Lord, wherever you have me, I will go. Jeremiah 1. Let's turn to Jeremiah 1. Jeremiah 1, and we're going to look at 4 and 5. Jeremiah 1, 4 and 5. And this is something all of us probably know this scripture. The word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. That's for each and every one of us. That's for each and every one of us. Let's, let's look at that again. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. That's what little Noah is 
in your womb and God knew how long it's going to take him to be born from the time he put him in you. And hell and nobody else is going to change that. God's got his hand on it. And he knows what number it's going to be already. Just like all the rest of your children. And then it says, I appointed you as a prophet. He's talking to um, Jeremiah, to the nations. Mm. Every one of us he knew before we were born. We weren't no accidents, no matter what mom and dad said, you know. We weren't. He knew us. I remember I made, my name Dola came from my grandmother, whose name is Dola. And her daughter, my Aunt Sally, has been a minister over 55 years. And, and when I got licensed, I, I went to Aunt Sally and I said, Aunt Sally, I just passed my test. I'm going to seminary uh, under Full Gospel Churches International and, and um, got licensed to preach, minister, whatever, you know. And I remember her looking at me and said, you know, Grandma Dola would have been so proud. And I said, really? And she said, yeah, because God knew this. He knew what he ordained you for, Dola. He knew it. You're just now coming into it. I was a little late in life, about 40, <laughs> but you're now coming into it. But he ordained you for that, and, and Grandma Dola knew it. Prayed over you every day from the day you were born that you would be his minister. And she was already passed. You know, I, you know this is stuff my aunt told me. I remember Grandma praying over me, but, you know, kids don't pay attention while we're praying, you know. But, but I do remember being prayed over by Grandma. Now, as you all know, I, I had a life with an alcoholic father and was not a, a good life in a lot of ways. But there was Grandma. And let me tell you, Grandmas, Amen. you're important in this world. So important. I, I'm a living proof of that. Grandma Dola. So... That always reminds me in the Bible, every time I hear, you know, he knew me. He knew each and every one of us and what we're going to do. So even when your kids are doing things that you don't want them to do, it will turn around because you're praying. If you're praying, aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa, friend, whatever, mom, dad, it can turn around. Hold on to that. So before we were even born, he knew us. And he ordained us for our purpose. We don't just come into the purpose. He ordained us for the purpose. And then he puts that passion in us for that purpose that he ordained us for. Maybe you're young yet and don't know exactly what God has for you. But when he starts putting passion into you, all of a sudden you start learning and understanding that you're enjoying something more than you did before on something else. You know, maybe you're going to the right going, oh, I like that over there more than I did this. That's because that passion is starting to build in you now. Now you're starting to see that God's ordaining more to the right. It, this is how it works in us. So maybe we know when we're young, most of the time, sometimes it's later in life. Go to Jeremiah 1, 6 and 10. We're already at 1, so let's go to 6. And so we have, Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am only a child. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am only a child. You must go to everyone and I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you. 
declares the Lord. Jeremiah is saying, I don't know what to say. Why are you send me to all these people that don't like me? And God says, don't worry about what to say. I will tell you what to say. I would form it. I would put it in you. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I have appointed you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down and destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. God will put it in us what he wants us to do. Don't worry about having it. I remember when God called me to start Rock House. You've heard me say this before. I said, God, I'm not equipped to do what you're calling me to do. All I know how to do is love kids. And God said, enough. Enough. I will give you the rest. So when people say, oh, look what you've done, I didn't do it. God did it. He put it in me. I didn't have it in me. I didn't go to school to do that. He put it in me. And God gets the glory. And that's what Jeremiah is saying. God, you have to put it in me. I don't have it. But I will give you the glory. And God says, I will provide a way. I will equip you to do it. I would ordain your footsteps. I make sure the money's there. I'll make sure the people's there. I'll make sure everything's there for you if I called you to do that. So it's called the divine call. You, you hear people say, I got the divine call. You know? That's what Jeremiah is saying. <clears throat> the reason for his task. I did a wedding at a Riverside Community Church last weekend, and one of the young men was just standing there talking to me, and he said, how long you been in ministry, uh, preaching, licensed minister? I said, 30 plus years, I think. 35 maybe, something like that. He goes, why? I could tell he doesn't serve the Lord. <laughs> I said, why? Why become a licensed minister and preach the word of God? He goes, yeah, why? I said, because God called me. He goes, called you? I said, yeah. He said to me, this is what I have for you to do. Then he put it in me. Then he allowed the doors to open and the footsteps to go forward. He goes, wow, that's interesting. He goes, I'm a drama major at college. I can almost see that happening in my head as a drama major, how that would take place. I said, yeah, when you serve God, he allows you to do things beyond your recognition, beyond anything you could think or imagine. So, let's go to Jeremiah 13. I told you to hang in Jeremiah with me. 13. We're going to look at 1 through 11. This is what the Lord said to me. Go and buy a linen belt. Again, Jeremiah is saying this. Go up, the Lord's telling him to go buy a linen belt and put it around your waist, but do not let it touch the water. So I bought a belt as the Lord directed me and put it around my waist. Then the word of the Lord came to me a second time. Take the belt you bought and you were wearing around your waist and go now to Pyra and hide it there in a severance in the rocks. So I went and hid it as the Lord told me. Many days later, the Lord said to me, go now and get the belt as I told you where to hide it. So I went and got and dug it up, and I got the belt and took it to the place where I had hid it. Then the word of the Lord came.
came to me. This is what the Lord says. In the same way, I will ruin the pride of Judah and great pride of Jerusalem. These wicked people who refuse to listen to my words, who follow the stubbornness of their hearts and go after other gods to serve and worship them, and to be like the belt, completely useless. For as a belt is bound around a man's waist, so I bind the whole house of Israel and the whole house of Judea to me, declares the Lord, to be my people for my own and praise and honor, but they have not listened. So he's telling Jeremiah, a linen belt. Okay, linen in that day was very, very costly. And usually it was reserved for kings and priests and brides. Because wearing that linen showed, was white and it showed purity. <clears throat> That's what it represented. So for the Levites and the priests, this linen belt would be worn as an undergarment next to their skin. He told Jeremiah to take it and tie it around your waist. And people would know how pure Jeremiah was. But once he took that belt off and he went and hit it, all of that was gone. This was representing the fact that you can be useful to the Lord when you're pure. When you're sin in your life and it's dirty and yucky, you're no longer useful to the Lord. That was what he was coming to the conclusion of. So sometimes we're stretched, sometimes we're challenged, but we must not look at that as a problem. We might look at it and endure it and say, I'm being created, I'm growing, I'm being stretched, and keep the passion going. Just like the linen belt, when it was outwardly seen, it was beautiful. But when dirt and dust and sin got on it, it was no longer useful for its beauty any longer. We have to continue in the Lord, what he's called us to do, and possess his values. We become useless if we lose our passion. If we get sent in our life and we don't ask forgiveness, we become useless. Just like the linen sash was once it was buried, it was useless. We can't be mavericks. We can't be rebels. We have to serve the Lord completely wholeheartedly. There's no halfway. There's no cold or hot. Vision and passion are the God-given or man-made. So we're going to look at that. Vision and passion are the God-given or man-made. There's a lot of times, and I'm sure y'all have this in your life too, where people say, oh, God called me to go do this, and it lasted a week, and it was done and over with, and you're like, I thought that was a lifetime commitment, <laughs> you know. So you have to know if what you're doing for the Lord, he called you, or did, was it just you conjuring it up in your head, or somebody told you to do it? So number one, does it line up with God's word? There isn't anything you should be doing that isn't in God's word. It has to line up with his word and what he said. Don't worry about what people said. Is it his nature and his ways? Is it his nature and his ways? Does it advance God's kingdom? Does it advance God's kingdom? That's the whole thing right there. You can do a lot of things, but does it advance God's kingdom? And finally, does a vision stand the test of time? Does 
what God told you to do, and you go forth. That vision stand the test of time. I go back to Rock House Kids because that was 20 years of my life, and I loved every minute of it. I was exhausted physically, but I loved it because God said that He gave it to me. It wasn't my doing. I could never fail because I had no expectations. It was it was always God's vision. I would pray and God would show me which steps to take. And just because I'm not there, it didn't close down because it's God's. Somebody was here last Sunday and says, I just didn't understand how you can just walk away from something like that. And I said, that was never mine. It was God's. God said I was done. 20 years. Gave me a break and here I am. He had something else for me. I couldn't do this if I was still there. See, when it's God, you're doing it and you're excited and you're joyful and, and people might coo over you and give you awards and that's all fine and dandy, but does it stand the test of time? Can you walk away and that's still going? The best pastor there is is a pastor who leaves a church that they founded and it's still going. Amen. That's the best award you can get. And the next person takes the vision and grows it. That's a wonderful thing. So, does it stand the test of time? <clears throat> and does it bless others? Does it bless others? Jeremiah 29. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in the future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. And I will gather you from the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place in which I carry you into exile. He's telling Jeremiah, you do what I said to do, and then I'll continue taking care of you. Just like he tells us. You do what I tell you to do, what I give you a vision for, what I call you for, and I will take care of you. You don't have to worry about it. So, as my Aunt Sally, and once again, her and her husband, my uncle, just died like four months ago after 65 years of ministry. She said, we were so poor ministers that if people didn't have gardens, we didn't eat. And my dad was about the same size he was. My dad was a businessman, so all his suits went to my uncle so he could preach on Sunday morning. And then us kids exchanged clothes. And she said, we didn't have that, we wouldn't survive. But she said, you know what? We didn't have a dime to put back for retirement. We didn't even own a house. But God never failed us once. And when I went to visit them at Mobile, Alabama, they had a beautiful house in the retirement years. Beautiful, more than they could ever imagine. And enough money to sustain them constantly. She said, because when you work for God, he will take care of you. Right. It might look bad at first, but it gets better. Yeah. And Because and, I was really broke when I opened Rock House Kids. I was living with Tammy and Cecil. I didn't have a place to my name. I had put, gave everything up, living in a room in their house, for a long time when I opened Rock House, and I thought, am I ever going to get anywhere, <laughs> you know? And now I look back and think, thank you, Lord. I got a beautiful house now. I even got a husband on top of it, you know? So God does bless us if we go.
go to where he's called us to be. So I say to you this morning, don't lose heart. Keep the vision. Keep the fire within. Keep the passion. The fruit will come. The fruit will come. The, the, the passion is caught, not taught. You heard that, right? The passion is caught, not taught. I can teach and teach and teach, but you'll never catch a passion unless you catch it from what God's given me. So in closing, let's go to 1 Corinthians 9. Out of Jeremiah. 1 Corinthians 9, 19. Though I am free and belong to no man, I make myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I become like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I become like one under the law. So as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I become like one not having the law. So as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I become weak. To, to win the weak, I have become all things to all men. So that they all, possibly means, I might have some saved. I do all this for the sake of the gospel, that I may share in the blessings. Don't misunderstand that. That don't mean for me to go share the gospel to a drug person that I have to start smoking and getting stoned and, and shooting up to do the gospel. That is not what that's saying. That's right. Okay? I don't have to go to a bar and sit at a bar stool and drink to share the gospel an alcoholic. What that is saying is that you have to have that compassion God gives you for that person and become understanding to it. That maybe they're hooked on it, maybe, you know, whatever. And have that understanding love to show them the word of God in the way that they can understand it. That's what he's talking about. So, we must go forward in what God has for us. So we're closing now, and I want to say to you this morning, do you need a refilling of passion and fire in your daily life? If you became lukewarm, let's get rid of that, and let's get that passion back inside for God's people. Let God unite us, unite us with fire within. We're going to open the altars and I'm going to pray those who, who are, are sick and need a touch and anoint him with oil. Those of you who just want time with the Lord, take it. We'll have a meeting afterwards. <laughs> but this morning, don't leave here thinking, oh, good sermon, Pastor, and leave. Unite that fire within you. Let it burn. Let it get inside you again. Be that happy Christian. Be that Christian people want to see and, and be like. See, um, Betty, give me some music. Come forward. Or hang for the meeting. <laughs>